This is Science Friday. I'm Ira Fleto. Now it's time to check in on the state of science. This is KERU For WWNO, St. Louis Public Radio KKU Iowa News. Public Radio News. Local stories of national significance. About 20 years ago, scientists in the U.S. identified an invasive insect, the emerald ash borer, that would go on to wreak havoc in forests. It's a very small metallic green bug about the size of a grain of rice. It is tiny, but lethal. These bugs have killed millions of ash trees. Their larvae bore into the tree. They feed on the part that moves water and sugar around and then slowly starve the tree to death. In a race to save the ash trees, researchers hatched a plan to use parasitic wasps to keep emerald ash borer populations under control. It's called biocontrol. So how's the plan playing out? Here with the update is Patrick Scahill, reporter and editor at Connecticut Public Radio in Hartford, Connecticut. Welcome to Science Friday. Nice to have you back. Thanks. Glad to be here. This this is really a deadly little bug, isn't it? This is a deadly bug, Ira, and you set it up perfectly in your intro. Uh, This is an insect that was first detected in Michigan in 2002, probably arrived in the U.S. a little bit earlier than that. Since then, it's gone across to at least 30 states in the U.S., killed tens of millions of ash trees. I spoke with an entomologist here in uh, Connecticut. Claire Rutledge is her name. She described emerald ash borer and its impact on trees this way. So one larva is not a big deal. 20 larvae are not a big deal. 2,000 larvae kill the tree. And so it's really a problem of scale. You know, um, in its native range where emerald ash borer exists in Asia, there have been um, predators that have kind of co-evolved with these pests to keep them in check. But when emerald ash borer came to the U.S., in many ways, entomologists told me it it was a novel threat. It was kind of like COVID for trees. It came in, the trees didn't have a defense for it. It hit them hard and it killed them off. And when these insects would swarm these trees, in thousands and thousands of numbers, the trees just didn't have the strength to fight that off. It's cost, according to federal officials at the USDA, municipalities, nursery operators, the forest product industry, tens of millions of dollars. And it's affected industry too. Um, Things you might not think of like basket weaving, uh, that can rely on using ash trees. Baseball bats is another big one. Uh, Ash baseball bats are, are quickly going away because the ash trees just aren't there anymore. Yeah, so so experts brought in some parasitic wasps to help. Tell us about that. What what did they do to the emerald ash borer? Yeah, so this is something called biocontrol, and it's not a new idea. Um, the basic idea here is when a pest comes in, you find a predator that can handle it. Jian uh, Duan is a federal research entomologist with the U.S. Department of Agriculture who described it this way. So basically the idea is to reestablish connection with the exotic or invasive pest. Because in the native range, you know, these natural enemies co-evolved with the pest. When emerald ash borer was first detected here in the U.S., that's what scientists did. They went over to Asia, they searched literature, they talked to people uh, and found wasps that prey on emerald ash borer. Um, Right now, the USDA says there are four known stingless wasps, and these are wasps that don't sting people, um, that will either attack EAB larvae or its eggs. And uh, the service is currently evaluating a fifth wasp. 
Hmm. Why is it that Russian wasps do the job, but none here in the U.S.? Yeah. So um, one of the things that scientists uh, here uh, in Connecticut are actually looking at is a, a wasp that's adapted to the cold of the Russian Far East, which is good for New England um, because, you know, it gets cold here. So they brought that wasp over here um, and have used it in uh, New England forests because they think it might be a little bit more hardy and a little bit more able to withstand the cold temperatures that happen here uh, in the winter. You know, when people hear about wasps, wasps being released, they, they're kind of scary because they're wondering whether they're going to come after us and sting us. Yeah. And so these are, again, these are stingless wasps. Um, and the research process for bringing these over here and ensuring that they will only attack target species, in this case, emerald ash borer, is an extensive one. The USDA, according to Duan, spent years evaluating uh, these wasps in isolation in labs where there was, you know, key access to get in to interact with these specimens that they had. Um, and they just threw a lot of potential host species at it and found, no, in fact, these, these wasps really only do target emerald ash borer. Once the science on that played out, again, over the course of years, scientists from multiple countries had to sign off on this. Um, and then these releases did happen. Mm -hmm. I know that you went out with these researchers to look for the wasps. Tell us what that was like. Yeah, it's it's a, a very interesting process that takes a lot of time. So these are researchers who are literally walking through a forest looking for ash trees that are either dead or very close to being dead. They have a draw knife, which is something that um, you can use to peel back the bark on the tree. And when they do that, they're looking for trees. When they peel back the bark, they see these sort of serpentine tunnels that are in there that are really indicative of emerald ash borer larvae, which get into the tree again and you know, bore their way through. When they find those, they'll uh, look for evidence of the wasp. And it's, it's really a matter of just going tree to tree, mm. collecting data, and then collecting enough data that, that they can kind of create bigger models that show you know, how these wasps are controlling emerald ash borer and whether or not they're staying in the area where they were introduced or are they going on and following kind of the leading edge of these outbreaks as they spread across the country? Well, tell us about that, because it's been 10 years since the wasps were introduced in Connecticut. And how well is this plan shaping up? Yeah. So Connecticut and Massachusetts here in New England began using biocontrol agents in uh, 2013. Uh, Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, they're all doing similar experiments. Um, again, let's hear from Claire Rutledge to get her take on uh, how this is going so far. You know, so I'm really you know, cautiously optimistic. The problem with biocontrol is it's going to be 10 or 15 years later when we see how much of a resurgence the ash manages. And so here in Connecticut, again, these, uh, these wasps were released in 2013. It's been 10 years. I think one of the initial concerns was that the wasp wasn't going to stay put. They were going to, you know, kind of pig out <laughs> when there was a, a major outbreak of emerald ash borer, and then they were going to kind of follow that outbreak as it moved out. But they're not finding that. They're actually finding um, reproducing populations are still in the areas where they were introduced 10 years ago, and they're staying here in Connecticut. So Rutledge says she's optimistic about that because while the ash trees that are here are, are gone and are not going to come back, the young seedlings that are growing up might be able to combat emerald ash borer a little bit better in the future because this ambient population of the wasps will be existing later on. It's just that the wasps like a lot of things about Connecticut as we do, right, Patrick? You know, who could blame them for leaving, right? What a, what a wonderful place to be. <laughs> Patrick Scale, reporter and editor at Connecticut Public Radio based in Hartford. Thank you for joining us. Of course.